Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life, a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff. Excited to be here today with Suzanne Bezethen. She is the author of a cookbook that we're going to be using in the Tasty Bite Cookbook Club. It's called Buttermilk Kitchen. And my daughter and I have been drooling over this cookbook. And I'll tell you a little bit about some of the things that we've made out of this. I think it's a comfort foods kind of cookbook. Am I right? Yeah, it's, um, you know, basically based off the signature items we serve at the restaurant. So, mm -hmm. you know, Southern American breakfast and lunch, you mm. know, classics. Yeah. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Suzanne, and, and about your restaurant, where it's located and all that? Sure, absolutely. We, um, so my name is Suzanne and I'm the owner and author of the book. I'm also, you know, the owner of the restaurant. We opened in October of 2012. So it's been about seven years, a little over seven years, and we are located in the Buckhead neighborhood of Atlanta, Georgia. We're right on Roswell Road. Nice. So you have a restaurant and obviously your recipes must have been super popular. People were begging you for them, right? Yes. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of demand and I think, you know, most interestingly people were, so our mission really is to um, educate customers through the use of like sustainable local ingredients. So I think not only was there a demand of what our recipes were, but also like equipment we used um, and also like the type of ingredients we used and where we sourced them from. So I, I really wanted like an opportunity to tell that story and, um, you know, just educate people on, on where it was all coming and the vendors that we use. And um, it's really like a community that, that makes the restaurant exist. So I love that. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your ingredients and how you source them? Sure. So, and there's actually what's cool too is in the book there's an ingredient chapter, and so it it tells there's links and there's also like a guide of of how to source ingredients. But we use we try to go as local as possible when we can. So we use like a local buttermilk person. Um, you know, we'll use local dairy, local bacon, things like that. Um, so it's kind of just runs a gamut of whatever we're using. And then we'll also cook seasonally. So we work with a lot of farmers and um, get their seasonal produce and things like that. So your menu at the restaurant, um, it can vary depending upon the season. Correct. We try to, you know, we do a lot of volume. So we try not to change mm -hmm. the, the core menu. We only change that like probably four times a year. Um, but we also have a lot of specials that you can find during the week and on at brunch. And that'll utilize more of like the seasonal produce that we're getting in. Mm -hmm. Like the pickled fried green tomatoes? Yes. Like the pickled, we have those all the time. Um, we pickle our green tomatoes. We put those on our BLT sandwich. And then um, we actually started frying them as well. And so we serve that with our pimento cheese and fried green tomato melt, which is very popular. And you can find that on the menu all the time. Yeah, I was looking at the recipe and flipping back and forth um, the different little um, parts that you have to put together to make that. And I was making sure I had everything on my list because it's definitely something I want to try. <laughs> now I'm torn. Do I want to try it at your restaurant first or try it myself first? Yeah, well, 
it's kind of, sometimes it's good comparison if you have the real thing first. Um, but we tried to, I tried to write the book and to set up the um, home cook mm -hmm. with as much as knowledge and information as, as you need to do the recipes. So in the beginning, it tells you like staple recipes and that'll be like your dredges and your batters and things like that. And, and a lot of times like those things will, um, will last for up to a month. So, you know, so it's not such an overwhelming process. You might want to start making, you know, your dredge or your batter and then have that in the refrigerator for a week before mm -hmm. you tackle the whole recipe. Because a lot of the recipes do have several steps in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I noticed that. I love that you included your Spotify playlist for the kitchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was great because I actually have a cooking playlist as well. And I'll be like, Alexa, play the cooking playlist. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Music is very important. It helps me focus. So I agree. I think it should be something that's enjoyable. And I know a lot of people find cooking to be drudgery, but it's, it's all in kind of your attitude about it and what types of recipes you're using and just, you know, making it fun. And I loved that you included that because I thought, oh yeah, well, she likes cooking. You. Obviously, <laughs> if she has a playlist for cooking, then she loves cooking. How do you stay so slim? <laughs> um, I, I work out a lot. I do a lot of yoga. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I have a lot of energy, so I'm always moving around for sure. What are some of the things that you would recommend for people to keep in your pantry? I know you have the list in your cookbook, just to give people an idea of what they're going to find when they, when they open up your cookbook. What, it, what stuff do you have in your pantry? Well, I always um, recommend people have a couple different cooking oils, you know, like olive oil, um, sesame oil, things like that, a couple good ones on hand, vinegars, um, you know, grains, grits, a lot of those things freeze really well. So you can put those in the freezer and hold them for a while. Flowers, um, you know, nuts, bacon, milk, buttermilks, butter, staples like that. Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. just, you know, people always ask us like, how do your pancakes taste so great? And why are your biscuits so you know, flaky. And, and a lot of it is just, you know, good techniques, but just really good ingredients. So, um, I find it's just really important to source higher end ingredients and cause it, it, it really makes a big difference in your recipes and your yielded product. Mm -hmm. What level of cooking skill do you think, um, this book requires? Um, I think, I think it kind of will hit satisfy all different types of cooks. I think there are some recipes in there that are, are way more straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that there's recipes. I, I, I don't think anything is too difficult. I think it's just how much time do you want to invest in some of them? Because like the pickled fried green tomatoes, for, for example, there's a lot of steps that, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's simple food, but again, it's, you have to pickle your tomatoes. You have to make that brine. You've got to make the dredge. You've got to make the batter. So it's kind of how invested mm -hmm. are you? Um, and, but then there's also recipes in there that are really quick and fast and, and straightforward. So again, I think it's just, it, it can um, appeal to 
novice cooks to more advanced. Mm -hmm. My daughter's 11 and she was going through and marked some of the pages that she wanted to. She did? What did she mark? (laughs) Yeah. Well, she tried, she definitely marked the French toast because that's one of her favorites. And then um, you had a cobbler recipe that she wanted to. Yeah, the biscuit cobbler. (laughs) Yes. And she already did try the caramelized bananas, which now she loves. And we had to like go out and get a lot of extra bananas for that. Um, so that was fun. And then I thought this was, looked really interesting. The, oh yes. The Nashville hot cornbread. Mm-hmm. Very was, popular. You know, I grew up in the South and so of course mm-hmm. cornbread was a staple food in, in our house growing yeah, up. Yeah. And you're in Tennessee, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. You so know we, about Nashville chicken, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I have actually four daughters. My, my third daughter loves waffles with fried chicken. Um, so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here that we're definitely going to try. And, um, yeah, this picture on the back of your book is just gorgeous <laughs> and mouthwatering. Oh, so you. yeah, we were excited. What's well, your favorite have to recipe? Let me know how it comes out. Oh, I definitely will. Actually, I'm going to let my daughters try some of the recipes and we'll share, um, photos. So if you are listening to this podcast, you can go to, um, thatorganicmom.com and you'll see some pictures we're going to share. And um, if you're watching on you, if you're listening, you might could go to YouTube because I'll definitely be sharing some pictures on the YouTube um, version of this podcast. So that'll be fun too. Um, but I was going to ask you, so what, uh, I know it's going to be really hard for you to choose, but what's your favorite recipe? That is tough. I, you know, this might be surprising, but probably the mason jar butter um, and also just the regular grits that's in the, mm-hmm. the book. That's because I think it's just one of my favorite things to eat. And the mason jar butter is really fun. It's also really fun to do with your kids. Um, and you literally just use cream and you put it in a mason jar with a lid and 10 minutes later you have butter. So it's, um, it's pretty awesome that you can, you know, still do things like that, create things like that without going to the store and buying a different product. And it's kind of fun to see like how they did things in the olden days and, um, so it's just a super fun and cool recipe. Yeah, the butter. I'm I'm sure a lot of kids have done that kind of process at mm-hmm. these um, like homesteading kind of festivals right. and stuff like that. That's always fun. Well, uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. It's yeah, a healthy bite. And I think everybody's going to love this cookbook. I can't wait to introduce it in the cookbook club. So if you are listening and you're not already a member of the Tasty Bite Cookbook Club, it's free to join. I'll have the information so you can go and you can check out all of the members' pictures when they um, try recipes in the book. They'll share pictures in the group so you can see what other people are trying out of the book and that's always fun to share and we always end up finding something else that we want to try one more thing and one more thing so (laughs) that'll be fun. (laughs) Now tell us one more time where can we find your restaurant? So the restaurant is in Atlanta. It's in the um, Buckhead neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that's like right in the city of Atlanta. And it's on Roswell Road, which is a pretty main road. Mm -hmm. Um, Real close to Lenox Mall, which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. And um, we're located right off 400, which is a a big highway. Awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it a point to come by there and try those fried pickled Fried green tomatoes. Green, pickled fried green tomatoes. Yes, because I love fried green tomatoes, but pickled, that's taking it to another level. So yeah, I love, cause you know, sometimes just green tomatoes don't have a lot of flavor. It's hard to get flavor into them. So Mm -hmm. you find that pickling them first is, um, 
is just a great like flavor punch. So. Yeah, I bet. I can't wait to try it. There's actually um, a type of heirloom tomato that's a green tomato. It's called a green zebra. Okay. Yeah. That tomato that has I a little bit. I, I, I think I've tried the tomato. I haven't tried mm-hmm. them as fried green. Tomato. I wonder if they would be good as a fried green tomato. That's Probably. fun to experiment. Do you mm-hmm. go to the farmer's market there in Atlanta a lot? Oh yes. Every weekend pretty much. I bet. Um, we have, we have quite a few, but we do have one that's really close to the restaurant that I try to go to a good bit. I'm, I'm involved with them. So nice. It's a lot of fun. I figured it's, it's you amazing were. to see how much food is changing and how it's very exciting to see that people want to know where their food comes from and they're supporting those local vendors and farmers. This is very important, so especially for what I do. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And I, I love that you source your foods locally. So I'm all about supporting restaurants that do that. And I, I adore your book. I Thank really you do. So much. The pictures are amazing and the food, it just like, it reminds me of home. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And thank I'm you for forward to introducing it to everyone else. Me too. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Please write and review so other people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on thatorganicmom.com. Help us spread the word. Be blessed and stay healthy.